Well, for those of you guys who don't know me, my name is Dewey Noble. I'm a youth pastor here at FBC Edna. It's my joy to be able to serve in upward sports and to be able to provide these halftime devotionals when I have opportunities to do so during upward season. As many of you guys know, over the past week or so, our upward players have been learning about the concept of respect. Respect. And during our time today, in keeping with that theme that our upward basketball players have been learning from their coaches over the past week, I wanted to take a few moments just to give us some food for thought this morning, to give us a biblical perspective on the concept of respect. You see, the Bible says that the greatest commandments, the ultimate requirements that God holds us accountable to as human beings, as those who've been created in His image, is to love Him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Jesus said in Matthew 22, 36 to 40, that those two commandments summarize the entirety of the law, the entirety of what God requires of us as humans. We also find in 1 Corinthians 13 that love and respect go hand in hand. That is, if we love God and if we love our neighbor in a way that is honoring to God, in a way that's in keeping with what he requires of us, then we will treat our neighbors with respect. We will treat them in the way that we ought to treat one another and we'll treat them the way that we ourselves want to be treated. If we're honest with ourselves, though, The problem is that throughout the world, throughout society, in our own personal lives, we often find that we fall short of respecting God and loving God as we should. We fall short in respecting and loving our neighbor as we should. And that leads to a multitude of problems and hardships in our lives. And the Bible says that those failures, those issues that stem from failing to love God with heart, soul, mind, and strength, to respect God with all of our being and to love and respect our neighbors. Those failures can ultimately be defined as sin. The Bible says that sin is to miss the mark. It's to fail to live up to the expectation that God has for us, which is moral perfection in thought, word, and deed. And the Bible says that the consequences of sin is death, physical death, And eternal death, that is eternal judgment in hell. That is, if you and I are left to ourselves the moment of our death or the moment of Christ's return, if left to ourselves due to our failure to love and respect God as we should and to love and respect our neighbor as we should, we will experience judgment. We will experience the wrath of God poured out upon us forever and ever. That is bad news. And that is something that should cause all of us to assess our life with great sobriety. But my friends, I'm here to tell you today that the Bible says that there is a way to be forgiven for our failures to respect God and respect neighbor, to love God and love neighbor as we should. And that solution is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's that if you trust that everything that Jesus did in his perfect life, death on the cross and bodily resurrection is sufficient to allow you to be forgiven of your sins by God. If you would trust in him as your Lord and Savior, then God will not only forgive you of your sins. He would not only spare you the judgment that your sins deserve, but he will also gradually conform you into the moral character of Jesus. Progressively, as you grow in Christ's likeness after trusting in Christ, you will find that you grow in your ability to love and respect God 
and to love and respect your neighbor as you should. That's good news, not only eternally, but also temporally. Our world would be a far greater place if more people would trust in Christ as Lord and Savior, not just because of the judgment that they would be spared of, but because of the positive effects it would have on how respect would govern society and how respect would govern human interactions. If you don't know Jesus, if you've never trusted in him as your Lord and Savior, I just want to appeal to you right now, receive him as the Lord of your life. Trust that he is enough to be forgiven of your sins. If you have any questions about what that looks like, I'll be here all day. I'll likely be here for the rest of upward season. Would be more than happy to answer any spiritual questions you might have. But nevertheless, my friends, I'm so grateful that you're here. I'm thankful for your desire and your willingness to pour into the next generation. And I pray for nothing but God's mercies and blessings upon you and your family for the rest of this upward basketball season and for the rest of your lives as well. Thank you for your time and God bless.